also Benjamin and Benjamin behind you there, as we like to call your wings. My wings, they do look like wings. Yes, for those listening and not watching, you're missing out on a treat here, because last week, Jill and I decided that we, we need to change. Ourselves. Yeah, we bored ourselves with our own backgrounds, haven't we? Yeah, we said we needed to change our backgrounds. So what did I do? I took down one picture of dancing people and put up a picture of the mumbles at twilight. What did you do, Ben? I found the banners that were created by for, uh, for us um, for our pantomime of Snow White. And it's me in uh, panto evil queen makeup and wig and outfit on, on a banner. Yeah. It's wonderfully painted. Wonderfully painted by the lovely Joe. By the lovely Joe. Um, I mean, I found them. Yes, I suddenly realised before we filmed that we'd said that we'd changed the background. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I have? And then I remembered in the cupboard, I had these two bad boys folded away. So he just he likes to just keep things in the pictures of his own face in a cupboard. Well, I'm lucky I've got them because after the panto, some people actually asked me, a few different people asked me, could I have one of them? I don't Don't know why. Benjamin, that's just, you had that in a dream. That wasn't real. <laughs> no, Come I on. promise you. I promise you it was Come real. On. People wanted Come it. On. People wanted it. To turn it into a duvet cover so that I can sleep with Benjamin's face. Oh my God, I actually could turn into duvet covers. I mean... You actually could. Weird. Or, or just curtains. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. Or just hang them outside my house. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're the banners there. Very appropriate from last week's discussion yes. about panto yes it's a shame you hadn't thought of it before i no. know i know no. so but no no so those of you uh those people that are listening to the podcast you may want to see if you can find the video version on just, YouTube. Uh, just a picture you just need to see a picture of that i mean i to be honest you don't want to look at it for too long people well you've got to because we've got we've got to film a podcast for another hour or so oh. <laughs> sorry I just shut my eyes I mean, I'll be honest, it's one of the best I've ever looked. It's quite, it's quite stunning. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yes, um, how's your week been, Jill? Oh, you know, some boiler's still going bang, Benjamin. Oh, yeah, of course, your boiler. Yeah, so the, the plumber's been back four times. It's still not right. Still going bang. Every oh, floor. my God. Yeah. So look, is, have you got any hot water? Um, hot water's okay, yeah. And occasionally we have heating for a few hours and then you just sit, it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit like being under attack. You just sit and wait for the moment when the boiler goes bang, bang, bang. Wow. I mean, it keeps it interesting, doesn't it? It It provides, it provides. I I highly recommend it for lockdown for everybody because it's certainly a lot more fun than knowing your heating's going to work and not explode. I mean, it provides a bit of drama in your life at a time when we don't have how much theatre. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Well, it's it's been a, a busy week for me. Um, Has it? I feel like school, full, full, was that your first full, full, full week of school, school, school? I don't know no. why I said the words three times. Sorry. No, no, I've been back for the past couple of weeks. Although technically, because this was released on a Friday, I've been back for three weeks. Oh, um, yes. By the time this is released. But it's been busy. Um, in terms of just meet lots of meetings for the different drama groups, planning futures, yeah. that's exciting. Yes. Um, and the return, I'm really, you know, that's getting the creative return mind. Return of the Mac. Return <laughs> of the Mac. Ooh, oh, return. oh I need a kitchen disco, Ben. That's what um, I need. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's we've got that coming come up in, soon. Come in, very come soon. Um, but no, it's very exciting to talk about sort of the future. Although you do have, I'll be honest, there's moments where you sort of go, 
do I remember how to do all of this? Can I do all of this? I, I, I'm struggling with staying awake later. You know, usually at like seven, half seven, I'm like, oh, got to go to rehearsals now. Yeah. This time it gets to half seven and I'm like, oh, I really need to think about, I've got, I need to have tea soon because I, I need to go to bed soon. And I'm like, I've got, usually I'd be doing like three yeah. worth of rehearsals. No, I know. No, I know. Yeah. It's that get, going back into when you think about what your timetable was for life before the first lockdown to now, and that is, I mean, that's a massive gap, isn't it? Yeah. And you do need, I'm hoping we can ease back into things and not everything come back as full on at the same time. That would be helpful, wouldn't it? Definitely. Yeah, we need to, everyone needs to plan it carefully, I think, yeah. uh, with regards to coming back and everything. Because you're right, people will burn out quite quickly yeah. if they, if everything happens at once. Yeah. All the different groups and clubs and whatever. And yeah. also, you don't want to plan something too early and too soon and end up not being able to do it and you know because that's awkward again to have to postpone and cancel yeah. so um yeah but but there is a it's on the horizon there's a light there is a light at the end of the tunnel the other thing that's obviously happened well it hasn't happened yet for us but it will have happened by the time this airs is our second making a musical workshop making that a will have that will have been on tuesday although it's not tuesday yet for us it's very confusing isn't it but uh, so that's going to be fun. I've been planning that today, Jill. Excellent. I'm excited. I'm not going to give it away because I know that you want to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, lots of very exciting things looking at direction, choreography, design. It's really cool. Some great activities. It's going to be a lot of fun. Excellent. So I'm, I'm excited to be doing that as well. Very good. Very yeah. good. Should we? Um, oh, go on. I was going to say highlight of the week, Tuesday night, making a musical. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's something to look forward to for sure. Brilliant. But um, I think it's that time, Jill. Uh, I think jingle time. Is it jingle? Jingle, jingle time. All the way. Where, where jingle I play, all the way. Where I play the proper one, and then you play. Uh, you make you a fool of myself. Yeah. Okay. You did say you were going to do a different version this week. Oh, did, did I? You did. I'm sure you said I'd be. I'm going to mix it up next week. Okay, as well well, as you all right. Oh, well, okay. Let me see I mean, if I can. I, but then, I mean, you know, I don't know. I hadn't remembered that until that exact second. So, um, go for it. I mean, Kay, Kay last week did like your original, so it's up to you. But no. it's time to talk about our topic of the week. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. How about that? I mean, I, I kind of prefer it. I kind of like it. Not not to Louise's, I'll be honest. Jazz hands. It was very I gave it all, I gave it my all, didn't I? I mean the drama was good. The Whether drama. the people listening to the audio version of this will get that, I don't know. Week of the week. Yeah, okay. okay. I'll, I'll play with it. I'll play with it. You know what? I've changed my mind. I hate it. Um okay. we'll go back to the original <laughs> topic of the week of the week. I get to do both then. So our our topic of the week this week, uh, we are talking about uh, drama schools and professional training and that is something you know, that's very exciting because I know that a lot of people who we work with, especially younger people that we work with uh, with our various groups often they um, not all of them obviously some of them it's their hobby but some do aspire 
to uh, be a pro professional actors or technicians. It's not just obviously acting, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in terms of technical theatre as well and stage management and lighting. Uh, people want to develop that into a career, which is fantastic and exciting, but also tricky. We can't deny it's a tricky one and takes a lot of commitment and work and um, focus. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, you're young, but in comparison to when I was young, the, the different possibilities, the different options open to people who are interested in pursuing it, they've just gone exponential. They really have. You know, it, it was kind of it, it, almost unheard of in my day to actually um, decide to, to have a go, I think. Well, it certainly was from my, my school. Um, but now, you know, um, I've been on on sort of webinars with Katie before, and just the, the different options that are out there of different routes to try and grasp. And I think that's what's happened is that, that the whole sector's grasped, but not everybody wants to do it the same way. So not everybody wants to go, um, OK, I know I'm going to be vocational, therefore I want to go to from school, you know, into a vocational school or a vocational sixth form. Some people just go through normal school and then want to to study you know some sort of drama related degree or non-drama related degree and still have the opportunity at the end of it so it's kind of if you could draw a tree of it it would have a lot of different branches it would indeed that was a lovely that was a lovely uh, speech though Joe, i'll be Thank honest you i'm much. so engaged um but no it's a great it's great for me you by the way did you, you oh, yeah. Tell me. <laughs> yeah because it felt i felt like maybe you were saying shut up you've been boring you're no i genuinely thought it was i don't usually hear you say things that are clever and it's a nice surprise when i do okay thank you very much i'll take, I'll take it i'll take it i'll take it of a compliment in there but no i was not I, I agreed with you um oh i do it again um but no i i uh i think and as well like as well as when we talk about sort of the routes that people can take obviously there's a lot more opportunity before like the university drama school level now so with yeah. regards to after you finish say year 11 and you're going on to a sixth form or college um you know i know in sort of a, in our sort of surrounding area where we are there's quite a few options and courses that people can go to and also some schools that you can go to when younger than year 11 yeah. you know, from almost gcc level mm -hmm. and just and focus on that that drama and theater um you know it's like a vocational pathway isn't it i mean that yeah. they've always talked about it for, for dance i think but that you know the vocational pathways have sort of opened up a bit more for for drama and for musical theater and that sort of thing uh, so it's really interesting but also if people aren't you know, i heard the stories of people who go and do like a geography degree and at the end of it go do you know what actually what i enjoyed when i was at university was the acting or being part of, of you know various drama groups and i'm going to give it a go now and there are also routes for them to you know the uh, national youth theater we're talking about one option for people to come in and and, and sort of intensively study um to, to have a go so they're, they're genuinely it's nice it's, it's a really positive thing that has opened up the, this ability to um to to make it fit you and what your mm. your desire is at any given yeah. point on that journey uh, yeah you're right i think the options you're making are a confused face oh no yeah. i wasn't i was agreeing again i was agreeing maybe okay. you don't, maybe so, you don't often see me agree i don't see it enough obviously i'm confusing your agreeing face with your 
I'm quite cross with you. An angry face that time. Are you sure you're looking at my face and not the faces of, of oh, drag queens behind? Yes, maybe it's the wings that are putting me off. The wings. Um, but no, what you're saying about, you know, having, um, depending on what suits you and what you want your route to be, I think that's important. And, you know, you shouldn't ever, so I, for example, I studied drama at university. I didn't go to drama school, mainly because I knew I wanted to be a drama teacher. And I just felt that the university was the right option for me. And the way the course was structured, it was the right option for me. And sometimes people don't think about the university course. I think, you know, when people want to be actors, I mean, I've got friends who are on that course with me who are now actors and who are performing and have, you know, agents and everything. So it's not like that's that route. If you go the university route, suddenly everything's closed off, which I think some people don't appreciate. They just assume they have to go to those drama schools um which you know yes might make it easier but it's, it doesn't close it all off and no you know, not. and and also like my course that I did wasn't actually just drama it was called performing arts film tv and stage so not only did we do um you know like acting singing and dancing uh we also did we also looked at acting for film how you create film so we we have to you know is that where you learn is that where you kind of got so good at editing and the like yeah, exactly. That's how us, uh, you know, I used to edit things on like little bits and pieces on like Movie Maker, which oh. was, you know, very basic stuff if I needed to. But now, and the reason we can do stuff like this and, you know, make it look all right is because I was, you know, I have a degree in it and editing yeah. was part of it. And as you know, my dissertation film was, well, my dissertation yeah. was a film. I were in it. So was Luke, who's going to be one of our guests in a bit. We were really? in it. Yeah, you're in it. So we like to think that we helped you get your degree. That's what we like to think. It's because of you. Yeah. Um, no, but that was good. That was good fun, and that was, you know, that that was that that option was there for me. You know, some of my friends did performances, some of us did film because that's what we learned, and that was quite nice because the industry is evolving. And yeah. actually, I think if you want to be an actor, you probably should know how to do TV. Films oh, my God. I mean, in the last in the last year, it would appear that they've all had to become everything, haven't they, in their own homes? Exactly. You know, and they've all been editing themselves and everything. Yeah. So so those skills are useful. But it, it's definitely about finding if you're going on the right course for you and not not necessarily limiting it to what you've heard your friends have gone to or what you've heard others in your area have gone to. Yeah actually investigating yourself, putting in that work, yeah. going to the open days, well, when, when they come back, open days, going to the open days and actually doing that research yourself to find what's best for you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we can, we've got um, some links we can pop in underneath on the Facebook page if, if it's helpful for anyone to start doing that research. Um, mm. We can stick a few links in there to accredited drama schools and things like that. People want to look at them. So we're providing a service here, Jill. I mean, literally, to our listeners, we are the probably about the 24th, but let's call it the fourth emergency service or fifth. I never know what the numbers are. Emergency services. Yeah. Yes, we we are. And I've just thought, Jill, if we were to if we were to run our own business like that, or we were to run our own, even our own drama school, this would be the shield. This oh, my my well, face. Where is she? There she is. My face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because let's be honest, I don't want my face right up behind me. It's bad enough that it's, uh, it has to be here, let alone having it again. But also, how could you compete with that? I mean, literally not. Exactly. Literally. Um, but I think it might be time 
to welcome our two two special guests this time. Oh, um, Benjamin, with these guests, you are really spoiling us. <laughs> yes, we are. We are, we are spoiling you all, all our audiences. We've got two very special guests today uh, joining us who uh, we have worked with before um, in various productions um, and have both gone on to drama school and both gone on to study that actually what will be interesting to you is they're both technically or they were at the same drama school but studying two different courses oh okay interesting one, yeah. one on musical theatre one on uh, on acting so it'd be interesting to see what the different sort of feeling feel is um so you know please... I've, I've got my killer question lined up for them do you do you do you want to hear it before they join go on then quickly yeah is it like being in fame yeah so the, the, the serious the serious that's in depth, yeah. the serious yeah. in depth ones. Right. Um, I know that's what people would have wanted me to ask. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, please, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for our two special guests, Luke Weatherill and Nathan Shaw. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello, Luke. Hello, Nathan. How are Hello. you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm not bad. Nathan, how are you? I'm all right. I'm living the lockdown dream. <laughs> you in Guildford as well then, Nathan, because he's in Guildford. I'm not. I'm back at home now. I'm graduated. So he's left me. He's left me. I know. Oh. I left them all alone. Oh, he's so grown up. Craig. I know. Look at me. He's <laughs> all grown up. Um, so both of you so obviously we will talk to you about various other things but our topic of the week just because you're of the week of the week jill didn't go to drama school uh, no, as you can see but <laughs> she did an engineering degree <laughs> do an engineering degree my uh, boy sounds like a car motor but the, the uh, she's swearing at me again but um because jill brought it up our topic of the week is about like drama schools you obviously you both went to the same drama school but did different courses so Nathan tell us about where you both went to drama school or where Luke currently goes to drama school. So I went and Luke currently goes to Performance Preparation Academy or PPA or it's as it's more normally known uh, in Guildford so in Guildford in Surrey and yeah that's where we went so I did the musical theatre course the three-year musical theatre um, diploma and then Luke, you are doing the the acting for stage and screen course degree. So yeah, yeah so we so I graduated last year. Uh, in like literally, I was meant to be going to do my uh, showcase, and then the day before, uh, literally we, we were on our way to go to the theatre. Like we're going to stay the night, and then lockdown happened. Oh. So like literally the night before like our showcase they shut theatres uh so that's that was that's been my last year really and will you get to go back and do that because they're quite important aren't they showcases isn't that when all like agents and stuff turn up and yeah no so we so luck luckily luckily um we were able to film ours so we filmed it like pretty professionally Literally, they were like, right, just in case we get, like, shut because of lockdown, we're going to film it. And, uh, and we were like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, cool. But we were all so ill because it turns out that we all had COVID. Our, our entire year had COVID. Oh. Yeah, like, I like I had, my voice was shot. Like, I had no taste or smell. Like, 
like my like because one of the girls she was like oh I'm a bit ill but at that time you didn't know what the symptoms were so she was like well I've got to come and do my showcase we're like yeah come in because she would mess it up for everyone else <laughs> it turns out she gave 36 other people COVID. Oh, no. um, so yeah so luckily it was filmed so that got sent out to agents and directors and cast directors and stuff but and now oh. we know the source of the Kent variant <laughs> so it must have slipped from Guildford down to Kent <laughs> That might be it. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that's something we definitely want to talk about. Which is, I mean, right before your showcase, you know this. You know, theatres closed. What was going through like your and your year group's mind at that time? Because obviously, your your whole the whole point is you're about to go out into this world and it's just shut. It was it was a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Like we, like uh, quite a few of us were quite deep in like audition rounds and stuff for like shows as well. Um, like I was, I, I was in for two shows and was doing was go, they were going quite well and like I know loads of, loads of other people were like there was at least ten of us that were in like the last couple of rounds for shows um, and obviously we were like oh, okay like this is looking quite good and then obviously COVID had happened and weirdly uh, a couple of girls who were in the year above us they were at Hong Kong Disneyland like they were doing a contract over there so they so we'd sort of been seeing COVID like since January. Um, so we were like, oh, like they, they've been shut down over there. So maybe the, she, I remember messaging one of the girls and then being like, it's not going to come to you. Like you have nothing to worry about. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then it happened and it was so bizarre. Like it was such a bizarre time. I don't think we had like time to like process it. Um, because we were like, I, I cannot express to you. We'd taken our suitcases. We were going to go to London. We booked our Airbnbs because we were like, oh, we'll book it anyway. It, we're probably going to get to do it, so we'll book our Airbnbs and whatever. And uh, we were literally walking to the train station. I'd not even got 10 metres outside of college, and they called us back. Like, it was, like, it was that insane. But it was, do you know what? It's turned out okay for lots of different reasons. Um, and I think a lot of people, in a way, are, like, a bit glad for it. It's given us a completely different appreciation of, like life as a graduate um but yeah leading up to it was mad was absolutely mad yeah. so luke did you have to go just go home did you get sent home last year then yeah yeah so as soon as soon as it all kicked off we i went back home and just yeah never never returned until until like september so which was crazy because we was expecting to go home and we were told like i think it was like there was two weeks of the term left and we were told like go home we're gonna set out these two weeks and hopefully then we'll we'll reconvene and we just never did unfortunately yeah. um but yeah no i um i didn't have it as bad as as poor Nathan <laughs> did uh, but you have you have obviously had to do then some lessons online or especially towards the end of your last year how was it doing sort of drama school lessons online it's it's not the same it's not the same as as there's nothing like being in the room and and because drama school is such a busy like schedule you're like in for like eight hours a day and to have that then put online it was it was tough it was tough Please look, please look, please, Nathan. Is it like fame? Is it? Is it though? Um, shall I answer this one? Go on. You, I think it's more. That's more. It's, it's more. It's more musical theatre, isn't it? 
Yeah. Um, surprisingly, yes. <laughs> Surprise, you'd be very surprised at how at the parallels. <laughs> but people just run down the corridors with the cellos on their back, and then they do singing in the in the cafeteria. Yeah, that <laughs> happened. I've seen that happen. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like when. Well, that's the thing. Like sometimes you are on such a tight schedule. And Luke will know, Luke is the exact same. It's the exact same on the acting courses. It's like, you will have, like, so much to do at once. And you don't have, like, rehearsal time because it will be like, oh, well, I'm working this weekend and I'm working tonight, so I can't rehearse this evening. So it will be like, right, well, we're all here at lunchtime. Or, or, like, let's rehearse in the canteen. So you're sat there and everyone starts singing in the canteen and you just, but that's the thing, it's so normal, isn't it, Luke? Like you just sit yeah, there and just sort of like. <laughs> Everyone's just doing like tap routines in the cafeteria. <laughs> you're just dodging. See, my, my drama studio at my school is like, I go out of it and it leads into the canteen. So when I sing, I get weird looks. I'm like coming out of break going da 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 and they're like, he's strange. And I'm like, shush, you're year seven, go away. Um, <laughs> But never, oh, never I am now really happy, actually. If we can stop the podcast now, <laughs> Ben, because that's all I wanted to know, and I'm happy with the answer. I was going to say, I had my list of questions, and Jill had that one question. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's um, just about as much drama as fame as well. There's a lot of a lot of different things go down. So really, oh god, yeah. Is there a woman with a stick? Uh, you could compare one to her, especially when we went. See? Ben, you thought it was just one question, but look how it builds. Is, is there a woman with a stick? Yeah. yeah these are the questions that people want to know, to be fair. They are. Well, it's people of my age who spent their formative years watching Kids from Fame and thinking that that was the, the bee's knees, Yeah. <laughs> So tell us a bit about what got you started on this route and when you started treading the boards. Um, well, good use of the title of the podcast, Ben. Got to get it. Got to get it. In. It's That's contractually really obliged to get it in there yeah. somewhere. Um, Luke, let's we'll start with you. When did you start performing? Um, I would say I started quite late. Um, I started when I was 15, going on 16, so like late 15s. And... Um, yeah, I auditioned for the school musical and uh, luckily, luckily enough, got the, the lead part and just absolutely fell in love with it. Like, just, I'd never experienced it before and I, I just fell in love. And ever since that, I just then joined like local groups like Yobbo's, joined groups like Avocet, Boss. Um, and yeah, just just got caught the theatre bug as people say and just didn't stop like doing I just done as many shows as I possibly could in a short period of time sometimes doing like three shows at once um and yeah and then just got the bug from there and then decided that I wanted to, to pursue it as a career and go to drama school so um I done sixth form I didn't go to like a performance college or anything but I done sixth form and I done drama at A level and ended up going to the Oxford School of Drama and then a foundation in acting, which was like the best decision, I think, for me. Um, it's exactly what I needed to do a foundation. Then I had a year out and then I auditioned for drama school and was encouraged by Nathan Shaw to end up going to PPA. There you go. Lovely, lovely, 
lovely route and obviously yeah nice because i i'd forgotten about, i did know about your year in oxford but i completely forgotten about it so yeah, yeah that is different yeah, yeah. it's it's uh what did you find that like the year doing Ox, sort of at oxford sort of helped prepare you for that next step then yeah this is a massive one for me because i i sort of came out of the foundation feeling a bit like like i wasn't getting it I wasn't getting what they were trying to teach me and I came out a bit like I think I, I think I'm good enough but none of it's like I wasn't quite getting the, the less some of the lessons and it wasn't quite clicking and then when I auditioned and got in I think it was like halfway through first year just everything that I'd been taught on my foundation literally just went like that and maybe it's because I'm a little bit a little bit older and a little bit more experienced because I had a year out and just everything that they were teaching me at the time for some reason it wasn't quite clicking it then just suddenly went went like that and so yeah it was really like really important year for me and, and I, I really like I really cherish that and I really appreciate and I'm glad I'm glad I did a foundation because I think sometimes people jump in but the foundation really really has helped me and obviously yeah you went on to you as well as doing all that you you directed for yobos um mm. director for yobos um how, how did that sort of experience um help you um just like just getting that other side like it's a massive confidence boost to know that you can manage like 50 you know 50 11 to 19 year olds to have that responsibility was like yeah a massive thing in like building my confidence and it's difficult to begin with directing's like not easy and it's so for me it's a lot more difficult than it is just getting up and performing because I found I never forget like the wedding singer the first performance I am um, I'd never ever been so nervous for anything in my life because normally when you're performing you you sort of worry about yourself and you know it's on you and you're nervous about where you need to be but when you're thinking about where 50 different people need to be and what they're wearing and what like whether they're going to be in the right place I just never yeah I'd never felt pressure like it so it was a real real achievement and and a real like honor to to be a part of because everyone involved in your bows is just fantastic yeah I can relate to that feeling because obviously I directed your first performance when we were yeah, your it first time on the stage it was and cacking its pants that you were going to be sure yeah. oh, oh, oh bleep that out <laughs> <laughs> no oh. no um but i do remember because that was one of the first well it's the first school production i'd done and it was one of my first big productions i remember like what you say about how nervous you are i remember sending everyone off like making sure everyone was in the auditorium and giving like the go-ahead and i remember walking up the stairs to the, the tech box where I was watching from. And I just remember every night my knees feeling like they were going to buckle because I felt so nervous. So I do know, I do know what that feeling is like for sure. Um, and actually the first time I ever saw Nathan Shaw, he was dressed as um, Boy George in the wedding thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly. Well, that was the first time I ever met Luke properly, like yeah. ever, because we grew up playing football against each other um, and I'd never done any like amateur theatre ever before. Like I don't know. How, I mean, I played a lot of sport growing up, so I'd never done it. So that was my first time meeting Luke, and now no we're way. Like, inseparable. You're... 
Really? Yeah, I'd never what? met him. Like, like ever. It was fate. So weird. Well, that well, we, so weird. I remember us bringing you into Wedding Singer because we knew we needed this role. And we said, "Oh, maybe when you will come and audition for it." And you know, that's how it went. Isn't it? It's history, as they say. Yeah. I do I also recall um, Luke calling me after auditions to check whether it was okay for my eleven-year-old daughter to say rude words on stage, yeah. and I was like, "Of course it." <laughs> beep, beep, beep is. Swearing. Where does she get it from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And so what, was that, that wasn't your first, you've been doing drama before that though, Nathan. Yeah, so I, so basically I started doing like, um, my mum's very stagey. Uh, she loves a musical, she loves to sing. So I've always grown up in a house where there's like always music on. Um, like Fleetwood Mac, ABBA, like that is like my homegrown like songs. Um, so I started out at like primary school. I did like a couple of school musicals at primary school, as I feel like everyone does, and really loved it. And mum used to always get me for my birthday and Christmas, get me theatre tickets. So we'd always go to the theatre, like always go and see shows and whatever. Like, I think I went and watched Fiddler on the Roof at like nine. Like, it was like... <laughs> That's the only show with a sad ending, isn't it? Fiddler on the is. Roof. It is. So, um, so I was like, I loved it. Um, but alongside that, I used to race motorbikes. So I didn't really have time to do like any extracurricular stuff, like when it comes to theatre. Uh, so that was that basically sort of took over my life. Uh, got to secondary school and I did like a couple of like, I did I did the shows in seven, eight and nine. Um, but a lot, like I said, again, like I was sort of like, and then it got to year 10, I was doing my GCSEs and I was, and then my racing started getting a bit more serious. And I was like, oh, maybe I want to do that. And obviously it wasn't like cool to do theatre, but I loved it. I always loved it. I think that's a big thing, isn't it, Luke? When it's like, when you're at secondary, it's like, yeah. it's not like, oh, you're, you're weird. You're doing theatre, but I loved it. Mm. Um, then I got to year 11 and I basically got told by my drama teacher that my skills didn't lie in acting. Um, she said that she thought that I should go and do A-levels instead of doing a B-tech because I, she didn't think my skills lie with acting. She said she said she thought I would be a good like sort of director, and I was like right okay. But she was like she was like I don't think you'll make it as an actor. Fine. So I went and did A levels for a year at Stratford College, uh, and so I was so I went and did that, and I did drama, English literature, and uh, English literature, English language, and law. Uh, and I loved the drama and the English literature because it was literally all plays, like I was literally doing plays all the time, I hated English language and I hated law because uh, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. God knows why, I have no idea why. Uh, so it got to like Christmas and my I had a massive like brainwave and my brainwave was watching The Dumping Ground. So I was watching a Tracy Beaker episode and uh, I sat there and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Why am I doing this? Why, why, why am I doing law when I just want to be an actor? So I literally went into my mum and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. She was like, not a problem at all. Uh, so I auditioned for the National Youth Theatre of Great Britain uh, and I auditioned for the musical theatre course at Stratford and I got into both. So I did the National Youth Theatre in the summer of 2015 and that was amazing. It was like a two week uh, intensive like summer course, which I'd recommend any young person go and audition for it because you will have the best time. Uh, you can do it from 14 years old 
all the way up until you're 25. So but it's like there's like a junior course and a uh, senior course. Uh, and it was amazing just being there with like like minded kids and not like sort of being there with people that are in the same boat as me and like being around boys that had done theatre. That, that was a really big thing was like seeing boys that were like normal lads who were like into football, into like like any like just like I suppose like boy things um, doing theatre was so big for me. Uh, and then, yes, yeah, so then I went to my musical theatre course and yeah, and then met Luke doing Yobbos. So that was that and absolutely loved it. Did the wedding singer first. Um, and then I went to PPA. So got a scholarship at PPA and then uh, ended up going there. And literally then the rest is history. Now I'm, I suppose I'm a graduate. Fantastic. So tell us a bit about the audition process for drama school then, because I know that that's what uh, worries a lot of young people who want to go into it they're not quite sure what to expect obviously it might be quite a different experience for both of you because you're on two different courses which is good let's hear both sides so Luke tell us what sort of the audition process was for you for, for an act for an acting course um well I would say auditioning for drama school is as tough as it gets like it's it isn't it is intense and it is it is scary and I think it's a really nervous experience to have to like do. However, for me, I, if I had to give any advice to anyone when auditioning for drama school, I think there's a big like stigma around being um, unique and trying to be different. But what makes you different is the fact that you're you and no one else is you. So just go in and be yourself. And like, yeah, like I, I would say auditioning the drama school as well as auditioning for them is important because you could get into like the most prestigious drama school, but it still not be right for you. And you're committed to that place for three whole years. So, so yeah, just like going in and being open and, and investigating yourself, whether this is the place that you want to be at for, for three years. And yeah, I think, and auditions weird because there's so many aspects to it. There's picking your pieces, which is difficult. There's like knowing knowing what to say or how to behave. It's it's all that it's all that pressure. But for me, I would I would advise to pick pieces that are um, that you could play, that you could see yourself like in at that moment that you can relate to. Um, and yeah, just just. Be, be yourself and and try and enjoy it as much as you can and and yeah if they like you enough for you then I always struggled Luke because whenever I did things because I was at an all-girls school mm. um I would always played a man because I'm quite tall and look a bit like a man um <laughs> and so do, is it is it all right if you choose pieces that are like a bit weird like that like Malvolio the speech of yellow stockings cross garters was always my favorite Shakespeare speech but people would go to me oh, don't do that because you're a girl like I guess it depends it depends on the drama school because a lot of drama schools don't a lot of some drama schools have a list that you have to like right. pick off and some say bring like two contrasting pieces so if it's a male speech and a female speech then yeah sure I think especially yeah. In today's society, I think even more like you're allowed to, you know, mix it up and do different and be different and do different things if that's what makes you you. So, yeah, I'd say you doing a Malvolio piece is smashing. Yeah, actually, what's a what's a face from Fleabag went on to do it, didn't she? I think. One, uh, or one of the, was, 
or one of those actresses has done Malvolio since then in a in a version. Oh, look that up while Nathan's telling us about auditions. <laughs> I, I, I know who you mean. I picture it because I think it was on when they were streaming from the National Theatre recently, wasn't no, it? I'm gonna, Nathan, get Nathan to talk. I'll look it up. Nathan, tell <laughs> us about the process for you then for musical theatre. Um, so, yeah, mus I mean, it's very different. It's, it's, it's not very different, but it's... I feel like your acting audition, like, you can fit, like, quite a bit of an acting audition into a musical theatre audition. Am I right in saying that, Luke? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not, like... Because... Basically, like with musical theatre, and this is how it is sort of as you get further on anyway, it's like, and I, I think Luke will agree with me, is that once you get to doing professional auditions, you realise how much drama school auditions are literally the exact same. Like, they're the exact same as like your audition for Book of Mormon on the West End. Like, it's like, what? So bizarre. But yeah, like the weird thing is, is I was desperate to go to GSA. Like, desperate I did a summer school there like all my favorite performers went to GSA uh and I was like right I'm going I'm hell-bent on going um and I went and auditioned and I hated it I actually hated it I hated the vibe I hated the audition I didn't like anything about it I got in and I turned it down like and it was and I, I can't I can't I can't explain to you how much I literally was like GSA is like my dream school. Like I was like, that like GSA could have done anything, and I would have been like, no, I'm going, I'm going. And I went and auditioned, and I hated it. And like literally, like Luke said, is it's, is it's literally, you are auditioning the school. It's it's the same when you're getting an agent when you're graduating. It's the same when you're like, if if you're like a superstar, like these superstars, they pick parts because it's like well I'm, I don't want to do that part because it doesn't really I won't really enjoy it I don't think it won't suit me or don't want to be in that show whatever that's when you're like when you can pick but it's the same thing and it's like a it's like it's like a job isn't it mm. like you're literally trying to pick where you are going to commit to and stuff like that and yeah like with musical theatre auditions like you have a dance round so you do like uh, so it'll be like uh, a PPA you do a ballet like bar uh, you do some ballet exercises like center and then you do some like a jazz audition uh, and then you do a singing round as well so you sing like two contrasting songs uh, usually one that's like pre-1965 and one that's post-1965 but it's probably start being updated soon um, and then you do two monologues as well so that's through musical theater um, but obviously it's like more like how you are as like a rounded performer to go in but quite often they just look at you to be like okay are you good at one thing and are you okay at another thing and can we work on something else you don't just to get into drama school you don't have to be the finished product because if you were the finished product you'd already be a superstar like it, that, that's it and I, I think that's a lot of people's worries about auditioning is that you're like oh I'm going to get rejected it's like yeah rejection is a huge part of being an actor and you get it at like any level you 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 audition for a part and you don't get it it's like oh okay whatever but it's how you like bounce back from it and how you take it on board and if you audition for like four years for drama school go for it because it makes you hungrier and hungrier and hungrier and that will show through in your audition like and like Luke said like drama schools literally want you to just be yourself like like they, they don't want anything else at all they just they don't want any like they don't want you to change your accent like they don't want you to like try and put on that you're something else or something more special than you are because that's 
way that's the way the industry is nowadays it's not like the 60s where you need to be like all like spoken in like received pronunciation like the queen like it's it's just not the way it is anymore so that's the way i'd look at it and where that's my advice is just go in be yourself exactly what luke said like i'm just reiterating what luke said but just like just go in that way and just enjoy it as well but yeah i think that's my advice really and by the way it was tamsin greek I think you make, you make many good points there, both of you, and, and actually what you say about rejection, Nathan, I think there's something that people can, you know, you're right, that's such a big part of the industry and learning how to deal with that and grow from it, and actually it's something that perhaps people need to understand, those, obviously, as an amateur theatre podcast, those who are doing it as amateur productions, you know, especially if they're planning to go to drama school, that's they need to they need to that's part of that process that learning process learning how to deal with the rejection of maybe not getting the part you went for but then thinking okay well how can I make what I do have whether it be the ensemble or another part how can I make it the best experience for me where I'm going to learn and I'm going to see this and that and you know if you can't I always think if you can't deal with the rejection maybe this isn't the right path like you've got to learn it is a big part of it isn't it Yeah. And, and when we've done, you know, the various groups, when we direct and when we do the casting bit, you know, you do send out that cast list with a little kind of lump in your throat because you, you know, there have been times when parents have then sent emails and said, why have you done that? And why have you done that? And by the time it gets to show, people normally have gone, oh, I can totally see why you cast it, how you've cast it. But there is, a, there is almost a sharp intake of breath, isn't there, that first night when the cast list goes out and you're like, Ooh. I think have a go at me. <laughs> I think nearly every show I've done, maybe bar a couple, I've had something like that, where I've had a parent email or I've had a child upset and quite angry and or drop out or anything like that. It happens quite regularly and and yeah, I think people have to understand if it's an industry they want to go into. Yeah. You know. Suck it up. And it, and it's not an insult, you know, it's not like we said we didn't send put in the cast list. We didn't choose you because you're rubbish. Not at all. Just the confidence to audition is so. I, I admire anybody who wants to audition because I know how intimidating it is. So actually, it's more well. We've we talked about it before. How casting can be a var- variety of things. Who they're acting opposite. Who you know. Who makes sense. Who's had a part previously. It all fits in, doesn't it? Mm. Sure. Um, Nathan, I want to ask you. Obviously. We, after drama school, as you say, you've graduated now. You actually, during a pandemic, made your professional debut. Yeah. During with restrictions, indeed. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that, and and tell us a bit about doing that, but also doing it during a pandemic with restrictions. Crikey! Well, I mean, it was the biggest whirlwind month of my life. Uh, to basically put a bit of a backstory behind it, uh, so I'd. I'd luckily got myself an agent uh, as soon as I'd done my showcase. Uh, I was lucky enough that I'd sort of made a really good connection with a guy, so I signed with them. Um, and it was the best decision I've made, 100%. They're great. Uh, so obviously the pandemic happened and I had a few little auditions, but they were like, it was like uh, for things that were opening in July 2021. So it was like I was auditioning in back in April of last year for things that were opening this year. 
Uh, and I had a couple like right at the start of the pandemic, but that was it. And I hadn't had an audition in five months. Like I had, so, and I genuinely, could, you can look on like, cause there's a calendar and it basically like says how many auditions you've got. Uh, and yeah, it was five months near enough to the day. So I was like, right, I need a full-time job. I'm living at home. I'm, I've not got any money. This is awful. So luckily I fell on my feet. I got a job working as a uh, debt collector, uh, like uh, working from home debt collector, something that I was completely inexperienced in. Do I, you have to be like menacing on a Zoom call? Oh my God. <sighs> so this was the thing. So I did the interview. I, but so for like how much experience you're meant to have, I literally, like the guy in the morning of the interview day, he, he had like 15 years experience and I had none. And for some reason they like wanted to interview me. I was like, how is this going to be a thing? So uh, did the interview and got the job. I was like, what? Uh, was meant to start the job on, the, on this Monday. Uh, and I'd filled everything out and this was absolutely fine. Uh, on the Friday night when I was, so I was meant to be driving to go and pick up all like the computer and stuff to work from home. Uh, and on the Friday night, they, they emailed me saying, oh, can you come in uh, on Wednesday? Because we've had some problems with giving out the, the kit. So I was like, yeah, no problem at all. They're like, you'll be paid for the first two days anyway. Great. Perfect. So I go in on the Wednesday, go to pick up my stuff from uh, like Northampton, which is like an hour away. Get there, pick it all up, get it all set up, come back home. And I'm on my first call. Uh, for like half an hour. This is my first like first training call. I want it for half an hour. So I'm just going to go back. I've not had an audition in five months. This is a full time nine to five, five days a week. Not an audition for five months. My phone gets two emails. I'm like, oh, a bit weird, whatever. Then we have a toilet break. I check. I have an audition the next day. Great. Probably be in a self tape. We're in a pandemic. Oh no, it's in person and it's in London the next day. <laughs> and it was literally like, what? And and the show starts, this was the Thursday. The show started rehearsals on the Monday. So it was literally like the biggest, quickest turnaround ever. Uh so basically I I, I like up up shipped like in the evening, went straight down to London, went to stay with my girlfriend. I was like, right, I'm doing the audition. I was going to pull a sickie from the job. Luckily, I didn't. I was like, look, I'm just going to have to leave it here. Like, this has happened. It's obviously meant to happen. Even if I don't get the job, I can't keep doing this to them. And uh, I got the job. So luckily, it all worked out. And yeah, and then I started the job on the Monday. And it was crazy. Uh, this, like, it was a crazy little process. Like, there was literally four of us in the show. Uh, four of us in it literally and we rehearsed it in seven days I think seven or eight days it, it, we rehearsed for uh like an entire professional show in that time uh um, and the thing is well we didn't have time to like prepare before but like, usually when you get a job or when you know you're doing a show you've got like a month or something to like read the script or at least a week like I had no idea what the script even said like I, I had no idea I, I literally had heard like my main song like once before I was going into this rehearsal process so it was crazy and yeah we we it, it was mad like we did it for th for three and a half weeks the show and it was great we had such a nice time a really, really good vibe and it was in a tiny tiny little venue called the eagle in london um and yeah it was just like all social distanced i mean you guys came to see it didn't you luke and ben so um 
yeah, it, it was it was just so bizarre. So, so bizarre. Just not what I expected in the slightest. Also, Nathan, importantly, if now a role comes up as a debt collector, you are going to go to the top of the list. <laughs> I know. I know all about it. All, all, all about it. <laughs> With the one hour of experience I have doing it. Of the training. He's had the training. It was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I mean, it was like you say, fate, though, clearly. Exactly. It was one of those things where I was like, I've got, I've got to do it. Like, I've got to go and do this audition. My, my parents were like, you're going. They were like, you are going to this audition. And, uh, and yeah, it was great. It's such a lovely show as well. And really, just a really nice one to do as like your first job. Uh, but I just never expected it. Like, it came out of nowhere. It's like one of those things when um, I, I sort of, it's, it's sort of come to realise now that like, you know, when you're like looking, say, say you're single or whatever, and you go looking for a relationship, it never usually comes to you. Like, it was exactly like that. Like, I was not looking for this job at all. I, I just settled down. I was really happy with working this job. It was good money. And then next thing you know, this comes out. Oh, next thing you know, oh, that's, that's the title of the show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, and then it just came out of nowhere. Like, absolutely nowhere. And it was ideal. Uh, so yeah, and then that's yeah, it was it was great. So that's that's that. It, it was um, it was lovely to come and watch you uh, perform that. As you say, me and Luke uh, came to watch you. Uh, not only obviously to see you in your professional debut, which was wonderful, but also just that was the first sort of experience of theatre. I know, like professional theatre or going to London that I'd had for a long time since obviously the pandemic. So actually just that process was really quite exciting of going down to London and, you know, obviously there were those restrictions with masks on and everything and sitting in bubbles, but it was obviously really well organized and it sort of provided a glimpse of how possibly theater could get back. Um, but obviously then various restrictions. I mean, you, it was lucky that you obviously you were able to get it in during the, the ease in restrictions essentially. Yeah, it literally, we closed uh on the sat on the saturday night another show was meant to open on the wednesday they did one show and then we went back into lockdown on the thursday yeah, so i know it was awful like we literally fit our month our month in perfectly basically uh and then we went back into well Whatever what, was it tears at that point? Did we go into tears? That's right, tears? tier one, two, three. Yeah, that was it. So, yeah, memories so. like the corners of a man. See, <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. Now, I'm now quite nostalgic for lockdown one. Like, not lockdown one was lush, wasn't it? Because the sun was out and you didn't know what was happening. It was exciting. I was watching to clap on the doorstep, all of yeah. that. I was watching an old episode of Gogglebox last night, which was like from the start of the pandemic. And I said, it's weird how like the feeling is like, it was, they were looking when the queen came on the telly and it was like, yeah, we're all in it together. And now we're literally like, can I have a gin at three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon? Like we're done. But, uh, but yeah. So um, just to round us up and, uh, That's Ben's yeah. cue that in, in a bit, we're gonna have to stop, even though we could chat forever. We definitely could chat given, forever. That was his warning. It's his way of doing it. Just it's definitely my yeah. It's my uh, it's the way around it up. But you're right. We could chat forever for sure because it's been wonderful. Uh, just going back to our topic of the week. What would be each of your say top tip 
for those who might want to go on an audition or look at further education in drama and perhaps drama school itself what would be your top tip or tips i'll let you have more than one if you have to luke do you want to go first yeah um my top tip would be uh going to drama school is like it's a it's it's a lot and it's a it's a big commitment so just knowing that it's a hundred percent what you want to do um before going into it and and there are people that come out of drama school and do different jobs and stuff but your drama school is about becoming an actor and 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 going into that profession and all the profession of you know whatever you want to do but in the performing industry so just know a hundred percent it's the right thing for you and if it is go for it and don't let anyone tell you that it's not a career or it's not a career path to be taken because that's what I heard quite a lot people telling me that you're never going to make it or it's not it's not like a sustainable career just ignore all of that and if it's what you want to do go for it very good very good Nathan what about you uh mine is going back to what I said earlier on uh because Luke's is bang on like just it's it's that thing of being like, oh, it's good. It's hard to get a job. It's really unstable. Yeah. But if you love it, do it. Don't, you don't live with any regrets, in my opinion. Um, but my advice is literally, if you are going to audition, be yourself. Do not try and be someone else. If you're not a raw ballet dancer, don't worry about it. If you're not the best singer in the world, don't worry about it. Like, it doesn't matter what you have to be is you have to be moldable you have to be flexible as in like not physically because i'm not physically flexible but you have to be able to do things be able to just do everything be a sponge and i can assure you that will get you a lot further in auditions than your talent and i and another massive thing is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I live like that. Oh, t-shirt, t-shirt. It's, it's so true. Do you know Do you know who said that to me? An ex-Yobos member, Jack Watling said that to me. And it is so true. And ever since he told me that, I, I love it. I think it's great. Because you get these people who are, they've done, they've done like ballet class ever since they were three. They, their parents are actors. They're like, they're amazing they've always been good and they've done like shows as kids and stuff like that but it doesn't matter if they don't if they don't have the want you've got to have the want to do it if you want it you can do it and and the cream will rise so you will get there no matter what it's, it's a marathon not a sprint perfect can i ask them one thing before we let them go ben please go on what um dream roles we haven't asked you dream roles We've got to ask them in case they never want to come back and talk to us again. I hope they will, but... <laughs> sure they will. Them. We'll get them back dream on at some point. Dream roles, boys. I knew you'd yeah, ask this. I, Did I, you? I, yeah, I've prepared it. Hey, good boy. Work, you see, Nathan, that, look, Luke's prepared it. <laughs> Just I, want, I wanted an answer because when normally when people ask me, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the dream role is because there's so many. But for me, my dream role would be Albert uh in warhorse at the national theater specifically yes. so got to be, be the national i'd be the horse i could be the horse for you lukey 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could do horse. Yeah. Do you know what? I want to be the goose. I'm quite the... wooden. I'm quite wooden. You know, in Warhorse, have you been seen? Have you seen Warhorse? And they've got the little goose on the scooter. That's that. the role maybe, I want. All maybe, goose. Maybe us four could do a virtual <laughs> Warhorse. Hang on, hang on. That's that. That's that thing sorted out right there. <laughs> so if I'm yeah. at the front end, Jill's the back. Always, always the horse's ass. Yeah. Always the horse's ass. That's what I call you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh but the uh no i like the goo i like the little goose on the scooter i want to write the sequel which is war goose and his story of how he gets lost nice Maybe, like flying south for the winter where do they fly for the winter where they fly i don't know they fly somewhere for the somewhere. winter <laughs> i'm not i'm i teach drama i don't teach geography uh, Ge geography um, that yeah i don't teach that um anyway nathan good one nathan um my dream role has to be Chris in Miss Saigon. Yeah, I. Uh, it's been a dream role for a long time now, and uh, yeah, that's. It's just, uh, I could be the helicopter. No, um, <laughs> I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah. That's good noise, Ben. Do it again. That's quite good, actually. Yeah. That's my It's on the CV. Yeah. Um, it's there. It's there. Don't know what I'd want to play in Miss Saigon. Great show though. Love Miss Saigon. Amazing show. It's not it's not performed enough, in my opinion. No. The West End production was fantastic recently. The recent it was amazing, one. wasn't it? Brilliant. Um very good. We like anyway, that. Thank you, boys. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Um, it's been really interesting, really insightful. I think lots of people find uh, your experiences very and and knowledge very, very useful and insightful. And uh, we will definitely, I'm sure, have you back at some point when we get on to season there. two. Season two. Um, I mean, I say it to everyone, but we definitely will. Um, <laughs> That's because by then no one else will talk to us. <laughs> no, because we'll be out of lockdown. This is when we'll be coming. We, we, apparently, we're going to get a van. We're going to drive around. Van, yeah. We're going to be like at your house in a van and interview. <laughs> That'll be our new next thing. But no, thank you so much. And um, oh, actually, before we go, we can do this. Nathan, you have your own podcast, don't you? I do. Do you want to tell us what that's called so people can listen to your podcast? It they is want... called the Birthday Girls Podcast. There, there you go. go. And it okay. is just me and my two mates just chatting absolute waffle, just bringing you a bit of a laugh weekly. We've had a bit of a two-week hiatus, but we're back this week. Um, and yeah, love it. Thank, thanks for the shout out. That's all right. We don't have a hiatus. I don't know. Has Luke got anything he wants to push? Come on, if you you can't let one do it, not the other. I've got absolutely nothing interesting. Got a new book coming out or no? Okay. Luke, do you want to come to our kitchen disco on the 9th of April? Yeah. just get to dance? I've got a kitchen disco coming up next week. Is it next week? No, no. Couple yeah, sort of. Yeah. Sort of next week. Yeah. That's in, fine. Easter. in Easter. Right. Easter. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Good. Smooth. Yeah, looking forward Smooth. to that, Luke. Yeah. What a segue into the uh right. Anyway, um, but no, thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining us, you two. And uh we will see you next week for some more dance. running the boards. Yes, dance you, to the end music, please, boys. Here we go, no. dance. dance.